No matter how much we know or think we know about God and His Word, there is always more. Today on Always More, Rebecca Keener discusses how the Holy Spirit is relevant to our everyday lives. He is the one who is our comforter in times of need and gives us the power to live a victorious life. Now, here's Rebecca. Welcome everyone to Always More TV. I'm Rebecca Keener and welcome to my kitchen. It's great to be with you, just us today, just kind of having some great conversation about the Holy Spirit. And I'm sitting here at my little kitchen bar because this is a place where I'm comfortable and we've cooked up many a meals here and many a pound cakes have been baked in this kitchen. This is my one of my favorite little cookbooks, The Best of Bethlehem, and I have baked a cream cheese pound cake. You'll have to see it's got food everywhere all over this little book, but I'm going to hang on to it. But you know, today we're not going to be cooking up pound cakes or casseroles. We're going to be serving a great spiritual meal from the Word of God that's going to bless you. It's going to encourage you. And every time we get in the Word of God, it improves our life. Amen. So today I feel led. I've had this message on my heart for quite some time and I wanted to talk to you about building an altar for the Holy Spirit. And so we're going to get into this today and I know this is going to be a life-changing word for you. So thank you for being with us. Let's have a word of prayer. We'll get right into it. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you for our dear friends that have joined us today in the kitchen. We just pray, Father, for your presence to be with them and be with us. We invite you today. We ask you, Lord, to anoint this word and that you will just get it deep down in our hearts and our spirits and that our lives will be better because of it, stronger. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, that was a good prayer, I think. Hallelujah. Well, today I wanted to, the Lord has been putting this uh, message on my heart for quite some time about building altars for the Holy Spirit. And I was just doing some study on that. And um, I just found this to be very fascinating. And I do feel that this is a word for this year. I feel that this is a word not just for us individually or for our families, but for our nation as well. So I just want to share it with you. And I began to do some studying on altars and found out that an altar is a raised area in a house of worship where people can honor God with offerings. And I was talking with my mom and dad recently, and they were studying in the book of Ezekiel where the temple was built to specification and the altar area was actually raised. So you had to go up steps to get to the altar. So an altar is actually an elevated place and just a very important place in the temple. An altar also is defined as a place of sacrifice or worship. And it is also known in the Hebrew as Mizbeah, and it's a place of slaughter or sacrifice. So that's where the priests would go. They would put the, the uh, sacrifice upon the altar and uh, offer up and worship uh, their God. And so a very, very important place within the Bible. And I began thinking about how in my own life, God has challenged me to rebuild some altars. You know, altars are very special places. And we have an altar within our heart. Our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. 
and we need an altar in our home, a place. Uh, many of you watching today might have a dedicated place that you like to go and you like to pray. Maybe some of you just pray all over your house. I don't know, but you know, your whole house has been dedicated as an altar to the Lord. And then, you know, when we go to churches, there are altars, altar areas. And you think about those altars and how sacred they are, how special they are, and how um, even through the last couple of years that we've been through such great challenges in our culture, that altar area has been challenged in a great way. And so we need to build up the altar of God. And an altar, again, is a place of prayer and intercession where we just intercede for our families, for ourselves, for our nation, for our churches. And God wants us to turn our attention to the altar. So when you think of building the altar, I, I wanted just to see how many times in the Bible building an altar was mentioned. And can you believe it was mentioned 46 times. And when you think about how um, Jesus himself was a carpenter and his whole career was building, building up uh, structures, building up buildings, building up furniture possibly, and how God used him as an example that we are also to be builders. It's important for us to build. So 46 times there's references made to building an altar. And what's really fascinating to me, as God said that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit, you think about that, we are made up of 46 chromosomes. Isn't that something? Each of us is made up 40, of 46 chromosomes. So God's Word is so perfect. It's not a coincidence. It's not um, just a happenstance kind of thing. All of these details are so important when it comes to these sacred things within the Word. And uh, the Jews, when they came to Jesus, I know you remember this story, and they said, Jesus said, I would tear down this temple in Jerusalem and I'll raise it up in, in three days. Well, they thought he was referring to the temple, the physical temple in Jerusalem, and he was meaning his own body that, that he would give his life and in three days he would be raised. And the Pharisees at that time looked at him and said, well, how, how can you possibly do this? They said it took 46 years to build this temple. Amazing, isn't it? So 46 is a very important number. The word conceived, to conceive, you know, any time in my life when I've gone down to an altar in a church or gone to my place of prayer, my little uh, altar area, it's just a, a prayer place. And oftentimes I even pray in my closet. Sometimes I pray right here or pray at my kitchen sink. You know, those are sacred places where we, our lives can be altered, A-L-T-E-R. But what we're talking about today is A-L-T. AR, which is that sacred place. But it mentions 46 times in the Bible the word conceived. You know, when you take your time and take your effort to go and go to that place of prayer and go to your altar, 
that's a place where you can conceive dreams and visions. You can hear from God. God will speak to you in your heart with his still small voice and you will know that it's him. And he's giving you that. He's, he's birthing in you that dream or that vision that he has for your life. Also, the word multiply, isn't that interesting, is mentioned 46 times in the Bible. And the word seed is mentioned 46 times in the Bible. The word vessel is mentioned 46 times in the Bible. And I was so excited about this word that God had dropped in my spirit and I was sharing it with Edward. And Edward said, isn't it interesting that the United States of America, for those of you who are watching in the USA today, we are now um, in our 46th president. And so I believe that God is saying that this is a time more than ever that we need to rebuild altars and that we need to go back to our place of prayer and dedication to Him. Now, the first time that a, an altar was mentioned in the Bible was in Genesis 8 and 20. And it says, Then Noah built an altar to the Lord and took of every clean animal and every clean bird and offered burnt offerings on the altar. And we know in the New Testament that the last days were referred to as days that were like, as days in, in the days of Noah, that we are in days right now that seem very perilous and very dark, but God brings everything full circle. And he spoke to Noah and he's speaking to men and women of God now to build an altar. And he's speaking to you today. Amen. So a place of, of worship, a place of dedication unto the Lord and a place where the Holy Spirit meets us. Now in Judges 6 and 25, it talks about pulling down the altars of, of Baal and pulling down the altars of other gods. You know, sometimes before we can build an altar unto our holy God, we've got to pull down and repent of and renounce those old idols, those old altars, those old places where we, we've just fixated and we've put on a pedestal, we've put up higher than our one true God. And so we have to pull down those altars of Baal. So altars were not to be treated lightly. Jesus even said in Matthew 5, 23 to, through 24, therefore, if you are presenting your offering at the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your offering. Leave your offering therefore before the altar and go first and be reconciled to your brother and then come and present your offering. So the, the altar is a place really where we confront bitterness and unforgiveness and we get it out of our heart. We get it out of our soul. We release that bitterness or that trauma or whatever has tried to bind itself to us. Matter of fact, if I'm speaking 
uh, to you today and you've been through some trauma and you've got deep bitterness and resentment, just put your hand on your heart and just say, in the name of Jesus, I loose this trauma from my soul and I bind in Jesus name, the Holy Spirit to me with all of his peace, with all of his comfort and that that trauma will no longer have control over my life. And I can go to the altar with a clean heart and a clean mind and be free of all bitterness and unforgiveness. Amen. That's how we go to the altar of God. We just start out. You've heard me say on this program several times, we wash, we dress, we go. We go and we allow the Word of God and the blood of Jesus to wash us and get all the bitterness and the unforgiveness out of our soul, our mind, our will, our emotions, and we just are free from that so that God can clearly speak to us and He can just build us back up and use us in that next place He has for us. Also, altars were a place of sacrifice and a place of fire. That's why I say to you, the Holy Spirit meets us at the altar. The Holy Spirit will come. And, you know, uh, John the Baptist said that when Jesus came, he says, one is coming greater than me, and he's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with, what he say? Fire. I hear you shouting with me. You got to preach with me today. And that fire hits us in a powerful way and it burns up everything that is not like him. And so that's a wonderful place to be. Gideon in the book of Judges took his offering, his meat, his sacrifice. He laid it on the altar and the Bible says the fire came down. It sprang up from the rock and it consumed the meat. Now that's supernatural. And so altars are places that are supernatural. When the fire of God hits you, it's not a normal thing. Amen. It's, it's a life-changing experience, life-altering, life-improving experience. And the Bible says that it was never to go out. The fire was never to go out. It was to keep burning all the time. And that's what altars do. I know that's what altars do for me personally. When I go to that place of prayer, sometimes I may not feel like it. Sometimes it, it's just a discipline, you know, that I, it's one of the spiritual disciplines that we go to that altar. We go to that place of prayer. We get on our knees. The Lord is so faithful He's so faithful. He meets us there every time. When we come with our best and we just come with our time and we say, okay, Lord, I may not feel like it in my soul, but I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to honor you. I'm going to worship you. I'm going to get on my knees before you. I'm going to sit here and wait for the fire of the Holy Ghost to hit me. He meets us every time. He is so faithful. And I know if he's faithful for me, he is no respecter of persons. He'll be faithful to you. Amen. And also, a, an altar is a place of worship and prayer. And when we worship the Lord, the Bible says He will renew our strength in Isaiah. I love that one. And it's a place of renewal and hope where we can call on the name of the Lord. You go to that place of prayer and you just allow God to just strengthen you. And why do we need to be strengthened? 
whoever you may be watching today, it's to be able to pass down that strength that we, that discipline of worship before the Lord at the altar and meeting with the Holy Spirit and asking Him to come in so that we can pass it down to the next generations. They're going to need it more than we could ever imagine. You know, I look at my life and how I grew up, you know, we would play outside until it was dark at night and, and you know, mama didn't have to check on us every five minutes to make sure we were okay. And we don't live in that kind of world anymore. We live in a very desperate world that's becoming more and more perilous. And I was reading the other day that 76% of New Yorkers are afraid that they're going to be violently attacked on the streets of New York. I mean, we are living in those desperate times. And so we must pass down to the next generations, just like Joshua said in chapter 22 and 28. He says, this is to go on to the generations in time to come. So we pass down that discipline of, of establishing an altar area. Maybe it's around your dinner table where you just stop and you hold hands and you worship and you thank God for His, His, His supply, for His blessing, and you teach that to your generations. I have had a life change in that Edward and I became grandparents last year, and it has been the most wonderful thing. I'm in the grandparents club now, and I'm so thankful for that with all of you. And some of you have told me how wonderful it is, and I couldn't even imagine. But one of the things that I'm trying to teach our little grandson, John Davis, who is uh, seven months old at the time of this uh, taping that I'm talking to you today, and I'll try to put his little hands together and teach him how to say, God is gracious, God is good, let us thank him for our food. And he just smiles so big every time we do it because he, he knows in his spirit that this is important and something's being passed down to him that he can carry on for generations to come. Isn't that wonderful? And then um, Joel chapter 2 and 17 talks about how the priests and the ministers of the Lord are to weep between the porch and the altar. What an important scripture that I've just loved so many years. It just sticks deep in my spirit. But we're to walk between, even in our churches, in our church services, that altar area is so sacred and dedicated unto the Lord. And it's a place of, of intercession, a place of travail, a place of transformation and where the Holy Spirit will meet people as they come forward, as they take that step of faith. Many of you have walked the walk down the aisle and given your life to Jesus Christ at an old altar. And some of you have received the baptism of the Holy Spirit at an altar. Some of you have received words of prophecy or maybe you went down because you were facing an illness and you had hands laid on you and people prayed and God strengthened you and healed your body and met you there. And so um, this is a time, this is a time where we need to weep between the porch and the altar. It's a time where we need to weep and pray and travail. And that's old school talk right there because not many people do that anymore. You know, we've lost that art of just tearing and lingering in the presence of God in an altar service. But I think about 
how many times my life has been changed in an altar area. When Edward and I lived in Phoenix, Arizona, our pastor was Pastor Tommy Barnett at the uh, Phoenix First, now called the Dream Center. And he would end his sermon, and at the end of his sermon, he would say, no one leaving, no one moving. This is why we came. Amen. And it's the same with our, our little broadcast here today. This is kind of an altar time and a, a time of sacredness where you don't, you don't check out now, don't change the channel now, but this is a time of commitment unto the Lord. And that altar time, whether it's in church or whether it's at home or whether it's in our own heart and our own personal time of prayer, it is so important and it's not to be neglected. We need to rebuild the altars. Mentioned 46 times in the Bible. Amen. And you're the temple of the Holy Spirit and you've got 46 chromosomes. Isn't that something? So altars are places where the Lord can meet us. I think about one time Edward and I were in Charleston, South Carolina and we were at a convention down there for healthcare marketing. I used to be in healthcare marketing years ago. And there was this most beautiful group of people that were staying in the hotel. They all had their Bibles. They were just all dressed. They were beautiful. And I said, oh, we were riding on the elevator together. I said, where are y'all going? And they said, we're headed to church. And, they, and I said, oh, I'd like to go with y'all. And they said, well, come on. And they gave us the address. And we went and uh, they took us down to the very front when we got there. It was the sweetest thing. They had a seat for us. And afterwards, the pastor was praying for people. And he prayed for Edward and me. And some of you may know what I'm talking about. We were so overcome by the power of the Holy Ghost and that altar. We were slain in the Spirit. I don't know if that's ever happened to you before. We don't hear talk about that much anymore, but it is a real thing. And nobody pushed us down. Amen. It was the power of the Holy Spirit. And I feel Him now as I'm talking to you. And when we got up from that experience, we knew that we had had a touch from the Lord. Our kids have had a similar experience when they were little in the altar areas and just such a powerful thing. Uh, when I became an ordained minister in the altar area, I felt a hand upon my back and I was there alone that day and uh, I, I felt the power of the Holy Ghost and uh just touching me in a profound way, I turned around to look to see who it was. And it was a woman who owned a Christian bookstore. And one of two times in my life have I really felt like a physical presence of Christ was in the room, was with that woman 10 years before. Hadn't seen her in years and years. And I turned around and there she was. See, that's not a coincidence. That is the power of the Holy Ghost, that when we take that step of faith, and you know, if you have never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I would just encourage you 
Make your heart an altar to Him. Rebuild the altar of your heart. Maybe you've been discouraged. Maybe you've been through just such a, a terrible time. These last couple of years have been so challenging. Allow the Holy Spirit to come into your heart. And then I would encourage you, get in a good church somewhere. And when the pastor invites you to the altar area, go down. Take the step of faith. Don't sit there and worry, well, what will people think if I go? What will people think? It doesn't matter at this point in history. Who cares what other people think? Amen. Just go down there by faith and say, Lord, I'm coming to the altar to meet you. I want you to baptize me in the Holy Spirit. I want you to fill me afresh. You know, the Bible says we're to be being filled. And one of the greatest places to continue to be filled is in the altar area of the church. So I just want to encourage you today and just to, to know that God is with you. He will meet you there. That fire, that Holy Ghost and fire will meet you every time. Every time I've ever been to the altar, the Lord has just given me courage, boldness, encouragement, joy, healing. So many wonderful things happen in that place of prayer and in our altars of our churches in America and around the world. So I want to just bless you today with that little word, build the altar, get back to prayer, weep and pray between the porch and, and the altar area for our nation, so to speak. You know what? You can walk in your home and begin to pray and just precious tears will begin to come down as the Holy Spirit comes. That is just such a wonderful experience in Him, and you'll know, you'll know you've been in His presence. Now, if you've never given your life to Jesus Christ, that's the first step. It would be the greatest honor of my life to lead you in that prayer right here in my kitchen where we've just had so many wonderful meals. The greatest thing that you could do is ask the Lord in. He says, taste and see that the Lord is good. You know, if you've run from Him, you've never given your life to Him, it's time for you to taste and see that He really is good. He really will lead your life and He will improve your life. He will transform your life. Just say, Lord Jesus, I give you my heart. Make an altar in my heart where I can pray and, and be able to commune and fellowship with you. Come into my heart. Forgive me of my sin. Cleanse me, Lord. Give me a new start. I need your strength and your power. And if you've never asked for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, that's the next step. And you need to know that as you've asked Jesus Christ in your heart, the Holy Spirit does come in. He does come. He is in you now. And all of heaven rejoices and we rejoice with you. But there's that second touch. There's always more. Amen. And He wants to baptize you in the Holy Ghost. You can read the book of Acts and read Acts chapter 8 and it explains the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Or go back on our YouTube channel and you can learn more about it. Stop resisting. Amen. Stop running from the Holy Ghost. Just because you have misconceptions of what it means to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. He wants to use you and empower you in a great way. And He wants you to have His precious baptism of the Holy Ghost and fire, just like John the Baptist was talking about. So just ask Him to baptize you and strengthen you, and He is faithful. He will do it.
Well, I want to thank you for being with us today. It's been a wonderful time here in the kitchen. Next time you come, I'll maybe bake you up a pound cake or something. But you know what? For now, this is the best meal we could have out of the Word of God. And I pray something sticks to you. Let it stick to your bones. And we look forward to being back with you the next time on Always More. If you would, go to our website and check out our YouTube channel, all of our, we've done over a hundred programs on the Holy Spirit. He's our favorite subject around here. We love talking about the Holy Ghost. You know, you just can't do life without Him. And why should you even try? Amen. We look forward to being with you next week, right at this time, right here on Always More TV. God bless. This program is brought to you by Heritage Christian Fellowship Incorporated and faithful friends like you. Your tax-deductible donation to Heritage Christian Fellowship Incorporated, founded 1974, will be used to support this program. To find out more about how you can be a part of sending the gospel through Always More, contact us at alwaysmoretv.org.